0: The Boston Greeks Podcast is here, and ready to bring Greekness back.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Boston Greeks Podcast. I am Ari, I am here uh, with my co-host Foti, and today we have a very special episode. So just to give you a little bit uh, before I turn it over to Foti, there are certain aspects of the Greek American culture that are very important to us. So we kind of wanted to hit upon some of these aspects. And I'm going to turn it over to Foti now and he'll, he'll introduce our guest, who is one of the finest young men that I've ever met. And I've met a lot of fine young men, but this is one of the coolest, a uh, dear friend of ours. You guys have seen him before. But let me turn it over to Foti. Foti, take it home for us.
2: All right. Thank you so much for those wonderful introductions. I wish you were at my house every day to, so that i can wake up hey, to this i, I may come in your house yeah. and
1: introduce you to go when you come oh man it home just home. it would make
2: the day so much better but to your point our guest who's also a dear friend, colleague, uh, so anything you can you can imagine because we've been around long enough uh, in our community to actually pave the road to where we are today. So, you know, long story short, being in the event business for so many years and creating events to bring us together, we also, as time went on, you know, wanted to do the right thing by getting a job, starting a family, and then, you know, getting married, right? So this individual that we're going to bring on tonight has been part of our journey from events, curating networks, and also now being part of the next phase in all of our lives, because obviously one of the biggest things that we grew up as, whether you're Greek American or or American or whatever cul- you know culture you come from, is that you know ultimately you find somebody, you fall in love, and you want to get married, right? So um, we're here to discuss the fact that we're able to bring a very super talented individual who basically, in my opinion, puts together uh, the utmost amazing experience for those situations. And uh, with us is Dimitris Sotiropoulos, who is also one of my neighbors. I don't know if I can say that on air, but we're not going to disclose the address, but um, I'll I'll post it in the notes right? Uh, they need to, thank you so much, you know, for being with us. Uh, of this, course. Is, uh, this is very important to us because, you know, we think about this, uh, who is in our network and what we're doing and what you provide, in my opinion, is one of the most important uh, aspects of kicking off our journey in life, and you make that happen for people at their weddings, right? Right. Uh, It does,
1: and you know you know what else is cool? We've seen him evolve, which is like the coolest thing. Exactly.
2: We've seen him
1: as a young kind of, little young punk kind of doing his thing, (laughs) but we got to know him, we saw his talent, we saw him kind of get into this whole uh, professional DJ thing, then we saw him go into this wedding thing, and now he's Literally, and you know, any Google search could back this statement up. He's literally one of the most in-demand wedding DJs out there. And Very you know nice. what, Dimitri? Why don't you just start off? Tell us a little bit about your background and and how you came into DJing before we get into the more detailed wedding stuff.
0: Sure, and I appreciate that introduction. I think um, <laughs> <laughs> you 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 guys blew up my head for a moment there, but I I think I, coming back down to earth.
1: Yeah, no, you um, you 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 you're <laughs> a talented dude, and like I said, I. I I said this in a in a previous podcast, but I hired him for my, my kid's baptism. My, I wouldn't do that right. if I didn't believe 100% that he was the best <laughs> man for the job.
0: No, I, I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Thank you for the kind words. And yeah, I think to kick things off, most guys who want to begin DJing, and again, maybe I'm speaking for the, the guys who I've worked with or the guys who I know, I think a main driver is more like the nightlife scene. And this is where I met most of you guys, right? This is where I met Adi. This is where I fought the We did plenty of nights together over the years. And I believe as a younger guy, that was my goal. I wanted to be in the clubs. I wanted to be at the bars. I wanted to play weekly events and focus very much on the music focus very much on just making people dancing having a good time and and I think that part of my life that's really what I wanted to do now fast forward like that that was great I think we did a great a lot of fun events oh, both Greek and international and American whatever it might be um we did a lot of cool events but I think as time progressed like I was less and less interested in in the scene in that scene in particular And it's a natural
1: progression it's like you get a little bit it older is. you get serious yeah. with a with with a significant other you get mad you have kids like of that course. just it's a natural way so you you basically were doing what you should be doing you, you don't want to be right at this point in the club scene doing DJing all the time Exactly. And, and
0: for some guys, that's what they still want to do. And that's their goals. And I have, there's nothing against that. Um, because I think there's certain guys who that's maybe that's all they care about. And that's really their end goal as a DJ. Whereas I sort of was scaling back out of that. And I focused more now on the private event space where along this course of like doing the clubs, I was still doing like the uh, baptisms, like the sweet 16s. And as I was going and growing, I was doing a lot of these smaller events and kind of learning that aspect aspect of the business and tagging along with some of the other DJs that you guys had in our previous podcast. But over the past, I would say now like seven or eight years, I've only focused on weddings. Like weddings has been my bread and butter of what I do. And I, I tend to not really take many other parties aside from weddings um, and really try to focus on those and perfect those and try to provide experiences for people that maybe you can't get elsewhere. And over the course of the past few years, things have really kind of ramped up. And, um, you know, a portion of what I do is Greek American or all Greek or not Greek at all. Yeah. Um, and I try and, to and be that's very cool versatile. Thing. Yeah, It's
1: really cool that like I see so many uh, people talk about you, Greek people, non-Greek people. It's just whoever's looking for a good event has very good things to say about you. And I am a past uh, client of yours, so I could <laughs> I could speak honestly about it. And you you are 100 percent. And weddings are so stressful. Like if I thought of myself having to deal with with people planning weddings, I don't know if I could do it. Like, you have to have, like, a pretty good yeah. level, confident head to, to get through that, right?
0: I agree. I think, you know, you're putting... So, upon, like, booking a client or having a, a, a someone source you to, to, to be their guy, to be their DJ, to provide entertainment, you know, they're putting a, a huge amount of trust in you, a huge amount of trust that you're going to provide and you're going to <laughs> exceed expectations on their day, which is such a special day. I I say this like time and time again. There's literally no room for error. Like you cannot go there and just wing it and, and and risk messing up such an important day. Yeah. I would say if you go into a club, there is, yeah, you don't want to mess that up, but you're also not ruining someone's memory <laughs> that they're going to remember for the rest of their life. You're going to ruin that memory until they go out next week. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Whereas at, in the wedding, there's a lot at stake here. So, you know, I, I always try to pose myself as someone who I've got my clients like under my wings and I'm going to make sure that I provide that service at that level that I would expect. So, yeah, to answer your question, it doesn't really stress me out maybe because I've done so many or maybe is maybe because the approach I have is to be overly organized and overly prepared for these events such but, that like nothing can happen nothing bad at least in my terms yeah
1: yeah, that, that's a great thing that's a great thing for people looking to book any service especially a DJ it, it's good for them to know this like this guy is cool collected <laughs> super organized and like you don't have to worry about it that, that's right. how I was with with our event. That's how I'm sure many of your clients are. And from what I've read, that's, it sounds exactly the case.
0: Yeah. And I, I hope so. I hope that that the impression that I, that has, has given off from previous clients or from new clients coming in where, you know, we don't, it's not just like, I'm going to come there and play music and that's it. Like it's far from that, right? There's way more to it. For your oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So is there, is there anything that you have noticed different from when you first started started out uh, being event and wedding dj to today is it just you evolving or do, did you see anything change within the scene i mean so many things changed with covid obviously i don't know if you've sure. actually done uh have you done any events during covid or ha- has it been like weird like what, what was that experience
0: uh yeah so through like through the the part of covid where we had very high restrictions in this area yeah i did maybe five or six weddings when i was supposed to do maybe 50 or so wow the Those ones were just scaled back in terms of number of people and maybe venue location and a couple things to try to make the event safe for everybody. Yeah. Um, luckily, as we've progressed onward, things have hit a bit more of a norm where, I don't know, the way I see it is when people are out there, they're still just having fun, they're dancing, everyone's having a good time, and not necessarily thinking, like, about COVID, which I'm, yeah. I'm very happy about because it makes my job easier, where people yeah. aren't as, like, worried.
1: Exactly. And if, they, if they're having a good time, and the music is good, and they're dancing, and, you know, it, and they could forget <laughs> the, the, the whole pandemic exactly type of thing it's more power to you to be able to get them to forget these things but uh how about you personally were you okay when you were doing these like four or five events during the, the <laughs> tightest lockdown or were you like, like you know did you, did you were you locked into it or could you have backed out of it
0: you know with so contractually how things worked out through covid was very loose only because like. None of this was any of my clients' fault. Yeah. So we were obviously very lenient in like not forcing people or not forcing people or forcing them, whatever, not pushing them in any direction. The ones that I did, obviously, we tried to maintain our distance. And as a DJ, you really do. You're not really by the the masses of the people. We masked up. I think most of it was more like making sure and ensuring like I use multiple mics that like I cleaned the microphone that people were using and I was using my own the whole night. So those are like some precautions, but overall, I don't think there was anything else really out of the ordinary that we were trying to do or that we really could do. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, that's, that's good. That's good. Cause you know, whatever the situation calls for you, you basically took control of it and made it a pleasant experience for your clients. And that's you know, what else can you ask for from somebody you're hiring for such a, a important thing? So let's go aside from COVID because we kind of covered that and I don't want to sure. harp too long about
0: yeah something
1: <laughs> like that, but, um, when you first started getting into the DJ, the wedding DJing, have you seen any major differences between now and then?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think like overall there are trends in the industry and trends might be stylistic where, Mm -hmm. you know, things we might look at five years ago and be like, why would we have decided to either (laughs) wear that or look like that or decorate such a way? So that's one way. And then I think ultimately, I think people are putting a lot of I, I, I appreciate this. I think a lot Of people are putting a a lot of research into who they hire for vendors. So a lot of the clients that I work with are talking to multiple people, are are really doing Zooms like this to Mm -hmm. interview the person rather than just call a hotline and like book a guy without ever speaking to them. I I think that the, that, that level of research is helpful because they can now, they want to know who the person is, who's going to be at their event. So you need to be, have a presence online, you need to have reviews. And I think this all didn't exist maybe in the beginning of this, where social media was a little less apparent or maybe not as much. That's a
1: good point. That's a good point. Um, I didn't think of
0: it. Where you, you kind of only knew if the person was good based on a review that you maybe heard from a family member or hey i heard this guy was good and that's still great but um i think people want more concrete evidence that like you are doing what you what you are and part of that is making sure that your presence online reflects that so
1: so in essence it could be looked at as it's it's a little more difficult because you're so much more in that like spotlight of people trying to find out who you are and trying to see what you've done because now they could find so much more than they ever could before. So you always have to be on top of your game. Because you never yeah. know what somebody's going to see.
0: That's true. I think I think there's two ways to look at it. One would be if you have nothing out there, then it's suspect. It's suspect for a mm-hmm. client who's now searching for you to say, hey, there's nothing about this person out there. What's going on? Like I should see something about them. Or there's some yeah. people who maybe share too much and, or things <laughs> that aren't relevant to, this, to, to what they're doing. So I think you need to find a nice balance of promoting yourself in such a way where it's It's true. And it's actually you. And then also showing that you're an actual person as well. Like I'm not just a DJ. Like I have another job. I have a career. I have a family. I have there's more to me than that. Um, Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, you you, like you could be an amazing DJ, but you nowadays, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like you have to have like marketing talent. You have to have a a demeanor that's nice and pleasant for people. You have to be professional. Where back in the day, maybe some of that stuff could get lost from lack of like uh, knowledge on the client side, but like now they can see everything. So you got to you got to be you got to be the best guy, the best person you can be, not just the best DJ. Right.
0: I agree with that completely. Yeah. Wow.
1: I, I mean, it, it, that I didn't really think about it before this conversation, but I mean, it's it's you could look at it as like there's, there's pressure, there's pressure on people in the like your profession, but like any sort of like vendor that, that caters to like weddings or, or important events. I mean, th- nowadays you kind of have to be like a good, everything you do has to be a presentation because right. Right. If yeah. you're, if you're like a DJ who is standing on top of your uh, DJ table, screaming with a tie on his head. I mean, that's cool if it were my wedding, cause I would like that, <laughs> but, but it's like, who, who sees this and what do they think? So it, you have to yeah. be like just on top of yeah. it. Yeah.
0: That can that can easily maybe shy a customer away from you, yeah, and yeah. and I think too just there's a very large pool of people too. So there, once you know DJing turned a little bit more digital and we were able to play off our computer maybe like ten years ago because mm-hmm. before we were like CDs and prior to that it was records. You could buy a computer and you can be a DJ. So this I think added to the sheer volume of the now uh, of amount of people who now can say I'm a DJ, I do weddings, I do parties, I do this because I own a computer with a pro program so the vast number of people means there's a huge pool of djs and a lot more people to choose from and i'm not saying that's a bad thing per se but like uh, i just think it's another reason as to why you should really do your research on who you're getting that's a good uh, point. yeah because there's a lot of guys out there who who might not be, have the experience level that you're expecting that's all
1: that's a very good point because yeah i guess i guess a lot of people could call themselves djs it shouldn't technically be called djs but right they have the equipment they have a you know a whole bunch of uh mp3s and they're like yeah I could play music but and it's that's so much more than that. And that's okay though, because I'm always I'm a believer as
0: well as like I'm not in this as a volume guy. Like I w- I'm not trying to sit and like book every single event or every other lead that comes my way and just do an in- insane amount of weddings per year. I do believe that there's a certain DJ for every client out there. So there's plenty of people who've come to me and I'm not the right fit for you. And I'm okay with saying that I'm okay with losing an event because I don't Feel like I'm your guy. Yeah, or we're not like on the same like wavelength, or like yeah. there and, might be a better fit
1: for you. And that's respectable as as you a DJ telling people like, listen, I know who I am as a DJ, and yeah. I know what you're looking for, and I don't think it's a good fit. Like that, exactly. That to me shows even a, a, a better I don't know what the word like mentality or like a, yeah whatever it's just it is trying to is, be is, true. Like
0: yeah, I, I don't want to pose myself as someone I'm not, and I'm not willing to necessarily change myself to mend. To a party yeah. that i don't feel like i'll do a good job with yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like better for me to
2: i can't i just the thought of what you're saying i just can't imagine you not being that person for the party
0: it's i promise you so all right i'll give you a prime example if, if this makes sense so like there have been clients who've reached out to me who really have maybe um wanted to either dictate the exact playlist as to what will be played at their wedding uh-huh. or they wanted someone who necess- might want to like play games. Like I want a guy will do like musical chairs oh, or something. No, and they like, God, no, so like you think about it though. And like, I'm, I'm not bashing because there's guys out there who will do that. And- so there is a guy for you. The thing is, it's just not on me. So I will not take an event like that because I can't do that. I will not, I won't do it. Like I just, I'd rather just not do it.
2: Just, just give them Ari's number.
0: Yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) Right, right.
2: (laughs) Exactly. I got a a
1: computer. I got some MP3s. (laughs) Yeah, or
0: the, or the first portion of that, where I talked about the music, like it's very clients who come to me who have like an entire curated list of what they want to hear that night, like song for song. I'm very reluctant to do an, an event for, because at that point you've done the work you I'm just an iPod from that point forward
1: yeah I was gonna say so like...
0: I can't use my like artistic ability to work your crowd and curate the event how it should it's more like forceful to play exactly what you want in your order mm. that's not for me
1: I mean th- that makes sense because you have a DJ who has a skill set and it's like you utilize the skill set for your event like sure if, if, and plus they these types of people sound like what's the word like bridezillas like maybe you don't want to deal with them so much
0: yeah you know maybe <laughs> maybe not this this that's okay like if people get stressed out on that day and what I part of my job and what I try to do is minimize that and by okay. minimizing it it's plan accordingly be there be present make sure that we have everything organized and ready to go and I want my clients to have fun that day I don't want them to think about the planning i want to do that for you and that way you go you have a good time we've done all the work in advance and that's kind of how i see my events or i i kind of try to roll my events out and it's been working so
1: (laughs) so correct me if i'm wrong like a big part of of djing is uh you you kind of feel the crowd you 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 feed off the crowd and a wedding would be the same kind of thing right
0: yeah so i think That's a a question a lot of people have too, where like, you know, when I enter a wedding or when I, before I enter a wedding, I don't have a idea of like what I'm playing in that order. So it's it's very much as if you were in a club where you're kind of like vibing and feeling the the crowd in which direction you want to go musically. So the same thing as if for a wedding it's just like it's just a different setting and a, but it's the same thing. It's a group of people you want to get to dance.
1: So when you if you explain this to to one of the types of clients that wants to play like song exactly in their order, can't they see that like part of the DJ's job is like to kind of feel that crowd and kind of feel that vibe and kind of play off of that it, it, you can't necessarily do that with such a rigid and so now everything you say about types of clients you you probably won't take on like makes perfect sense when you think of it in those terms right and i think like
0: if there's nothing like i get why maybe those people have done a lot of thought put a lot of thought behind what they think is going to work mm-hmm. but what you think is going to work isn't what always actually works because the response of the crowd is something that's unknown until you actually get into that moment. So it's very hard to predict what's going to work without actually being there. And that's why I'm hesitant to take on that type of an event, because what if what they gave me doesn't work? Exactly. Then it's like, nobody knows. It kind of looks bad that nobody's dancing, but I need to follow or adhere yeah. to this list. It, it,
1: it reflects poorly on you and it's exactly. not you doing it.
0: Exactly. So, you know, and there's not that many people like that, but I think upon explanation of something like this, it kind of clears the air a bit for most people. But if somebody's hard set on it, then yeah, it's, it's there's no, no harm done just gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. just not do it.
1: Interesting. Interesting. So tell us what, so you do, you do non-Greek weddings, you do Greek weddings. Do you see any Major differences, you as a DJ or just as a. a, a- Professional booking these types of events. Is there a big difference anymore that there used to be? Like, is... no,
0: I, yeah. So I would say like, it's hard. It's hard. So I'm only going to speak from my own experience because th- it's yeah. tough if you interview someone else who might do a different types of events, they might have a different take on it. But at least for my own, I see it as, you know, I think the majority of the weddings that I do are like the Greek American ones. If mm-hmm. we're talking about having a Greek, actually the majority of weddings I do are not Greek at all. Yeah. Um, they're just straight up American wedding. Or have any different ethnic aspect to it, but out of the Greek weddings I do, the majority are Greek American. Mm-hmm. Um, some are Greek, like full Greek. So I think, at least for my own clientele, I see less and less all Greek weddings as the years yeah. go on. Sure, okay. Which and and like, I'm not saying like they, that a bad thing. This is just how it no, is. No, but like that's I,
1: that's a that's a bigger question. Maybe we'll address another time. About sure. the culture and where it's heading, but this is very interesting because the wedding part of this is is a major component of our Greek American culture, and it is. As you say that, it's like it's like wow, it, it really is kind of fading out a little bit.
0: Yeah, and again, so maybe if you ask another guy who might do more of these all Greek, maybe he would say I still see plenty of them. I'm just speaking in terms of the weddings I've been doing lately. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think <laughs> bulk wise will be Greek American of the Greek ish weddings yeah Um, how
2: about in how about in general do you see a change in the formats of weddings over the over time and what's like maybe trending or what's like maybe requests that you've seen over the years that are leaning towards different approaches and requests that we might've been used to over the years.
0: Yeah. So I think over time I see formalities, meaning like, you know, cake cuttings and parent dances and and certain formalities that historically have been like integral parts of weddings over the years are slow, not phasing out, but we're doing maybe less and less of them mm-hmm. periodically. And I think a lot of focus, a lot of focus on almost every client I speak to is I want to come and dance. That's it like straight up we're putting so much money and so much effort into this one day I want to just have a fun party and that's I could say across the board what most people say
2: that makes a lot of sense that's what it's all about at the end of the day right because I kind of feel this is just speaking from all the weddings that we've been to over the years they kind of start very slow and just very like lagging and then the fun part kicks in until like later into the evening when it's almost done it's
0: like you (laughs) You bring up an excellent point where I think over time, weddings have been very predictable, where you know what's going to happen. And part of my job, I think, is shifting that. Like, what can we do differently for you that's going to make your wedding a bit different than that predictable wedding, where everyone knows that process. Everyone knows what's going to happen. So over time, I've been, you know, trying or or like it's a lot of people watching. It's a lot of iteration of like seeing what works, what doesn't and to try to make my weddings a little bit different to stand out from the rest. So, you know, I think that's something that I'm going to continue to do. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think that's what people want. They just want to go and have a good time. So that's why the entertainment is so important because you're you're kind of holding that. You can make or break it. And I always tell my clients, we've all been to a wedding where the DJ, the band, whoever didn't, I don't, I hate saying didn't do a good job, but like didn't read the crowd properly or didn't capture them how they should have, right? Right. We've all been there and we've all left being like, oh, what the, what was that, (laughs) right? And I never want to be that person, but also we always remember that. That's the problem. We'll remember the weddings that were bad, which isn't a good thing to do. So you don't want your client to have that Mm-hmm. You want them to remember to be one of those good ones, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, if it's a yeah. really good
2: wedding, then if you had a great time, you don't remember anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You got an, an Adi blackout night. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, but I've, no, had, no. I've had many great but, times if, you,
1: if it me, comes to that. You uh, know,
2: <laughs> this is to me is, an imp- is important to kind of address because being to so many events and weddings, to your point, Dimitri, you know, you take the lead, right? You you create the flow. Right. And if you don't have a hand on the flow, and you just leave it up to the crowd, and to the guests, or to the hosts. You know they don't know what's. You know they're in a, in their mindset, or their physical, or their mental capacity is in just so many different directions. The last thing they're going to do right. is eat the whole night. So no, it's in yeah. your hands. It's in your hands, right? So if you don't have. A handle on that, then to your point, there's a lot of disappointments because you really have to be actively involved from the moment it starts to the moment it ends. Yeah, you have to. You have to
1: be. You have have to almost be like a a, like a psychologist. Like understand the people, understand who's hiring you, understand what they want, understand the crowd, understand all this stuff. right. Right.
0: And and I think people, what a lot of people don't see is a lot that happens like the day of is one thing but in advance of that there's quite a bit of effort that we put in prior to in preparation for these things whether that's like coming up with like curating their their music request lists or like the formal songs or the planning and the timelines and there's a lot more to it and the other thing that you kind of hit on fluffy was a lot's in the DJ's hand and in the DJ's hands in terms of like making sure the flow goes and the, and how the night kind of proceeds on. They also have, a, and I don't like to say that the DJ is the only important vendor because there's so many other people who are very important aspects of your wedding you have your photo you have your video you have your cater you have your planner you have whatever right all these people but the dj is that person who's that focal point making sure that things are running or they're the ones initiating the things that are going so an example of that is like if you're a dj who doesn't care about anybody but yourself and you only are focused on your job at hand and what's important to you so let's go ahead and do our parent dances you grab your mic and you do your parent dances and the photographer was in the bathroom. What do you do? Right. Like you cannot recreate these moments. So I take it upon myself. And this is very important to me that whatever wedding I work and whatever day I'm there, that everyone who's on this team is on the team. Like we're on the same team. I don't care if we work for different companies. I don't care where you come from or who you are. I don't care your experience level. We want to make sure because we have that same common goal is to make sure that couple is going to have a smooth and like uneventful in a bad way (laughs) experience. Hmm. We want them to make everything kind of run smoothly and seamless. So If I now step on the photographer's toes and make that announcement and they lose the picture, it is my fault. That is my fault. So before you do that, you make sure all the parties are in the room. You make sure they're set. You make sure they have their cameras set, their flash. So these are things that run through my head day of and how we go just so that we don't have an event that has any issues.
1: Do you know that you... Everything you just said just made me realize how many bad DJ uh, experiences I've had in the past because of things that I didn't think about. I'm like, oh, it couldn't have been the DJ's fault. But I remember like, just for a quick example, like there was a, a 50th anniversary or something of a couple mm-hmm. and the DJ was supposed to announce them and they were going to do a dance and they were like outside doing something and the DJ's announcing them. Like, exactly. dude, like you have to understand it's as, like what it's you're doing. Simple, exactly what you're it's, exactly,
0: it's as simple as just making sure that people are in the room making sure everything's set before you make the announcement. And, and part of that for myself is like that, that that guy who did that, he felt stupid. I promise yeah. you he felt stupid and I don't want to feel stupid. Yeah. So I don't do that because <laughs> I don't, I don't want it to come off. Like this is unorganized because yeah. the guests will all see that like, Oh, you just announced someone and no one's showing up or like yeah. Yeah. nothing's well, happening. Th-
2: this is, this is perfect because what we're discussing at the moment is, um, to many folks who are in the process of planning. If you really think about it, most folks that are out there and I'm sure the numbers are high. They're doing all their research and they're in my opinion, most folks are just rolling the dice on who they're going to book as vendors. So, what we're discussing, you know, what we're discussing at the moment I hope, you know, that those that are listening and watch this uh, really understand the importance of the actual person that they book has the same mindset that you do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is why this is why we're here together. And this is basically what's needed for those that actually want to spend them the time and effort to find somebody that's going to make the difference and the impact in their experience because as you said dimitri you can't undo this once it's once once they're there and things happen you 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 have one shot you live with it it, right yeah but you know like we
1: we've known you dimitri for a long time we've worked with you in many different capacities And again, I'll say like, I've seen you as your professional self now, and I'll tell you the honest truth that you're the type of person that I felt 100% comfortable with not having to think about what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? Like a a lot of things like you're like, well, are they going to be on time? Are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? You're like the type of person because of everything I've known about you. That I just was like, he knows what he's doing, and he's going to do an awesome job, and I don't have to think about it twice. And that's what I want in anybody that I hire, and that's what I wanted when I did hire you. your, your, you. your,
2: your Your military approach works very well. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well,
1: like I, I just
0: don't see. Uh, maybe other, maybe other people have different ways to do this, and and I, mm-hmm. I would be open to there's, hear different approaches. No, there's but, no like, other ways. This is the <laughs> only way.
1: Yeah, this from from, from client's perspective, I would very much go with your style and how you do it, because yeah. anything else just might not be what you're looking for, and you don't want to risk that. So, yeah, so it, knowing that you're going to take control, you're going to get to know you're going to you're going to understand the client you're going to like and you have your skill set and your artistic expertise it's the package that's that's what yeah. people are looking for i
0: appreciate that thank you <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: before before we wrap this up let's ask um now covid is kind of you know on its way out things mm-hmm. are a little more getting back to normal are you going to like are you ramping up are you like winter time i'm assuming is probably like kind of downtime or
0: so so typically yes winter is just a suspect time to do a wedding in New England, obviously, (laughs) just because of because of weather. But I think because of COVID. So this past summer has been uh, or this past season has been basically flat out every weekend, multiple weddings. I'm slowly slowing down a bit now, but it ramps up Uh, again like even this weekend i have two more so it Uh it just it i think we've what we've noticed with COVID is because of the the mass push of weddings to two years worth of weddings into one year that a lot have trickled into that off season here so through march and january and february i still have quite a few which normally you would have maybe maybe a, a handful but yeah it's it's definitely full swing like things are are busy
1: again that's awesome. So, give us, give us a, uh, give us uh, your website. Give us uh, some of your social handles. Where can people find you if they want to talk to, you, if they want to ask you anything?
0: Sure. So, yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at dj Dimitri sot. S O T. I think you can maybe just. Drop it in the, the description or whatever. Yeah, I will. Um, I try to I try to keep as current as possible in terms of weddings I'm doing and keeping up to date in my stories and showing people the different experiences that others are having when they when they book me. So um, yeah, feel free to give me a follow and if you're having a wedding, you know I'd like to talk to people. I think one of the most important things is, and maybe this comes off a bit in the reviews, is like I do not pressure anyone to book with me. That's one of the things that is important that i think as a dj or as any vendor like don't ever pressure a client to have to book you so it's a very let's have a discussion if it feels right i'm cool if it doesn't that's cool too you know and that, i'll help that, you find that, another guy like that would okay. that would
1: make me book you even more because i appreciate that it's like there's a there's a sort of emotional maturity about you and how you do business that i a hundred percent appreciate and i think a lot of people out there do too and probably a lot of your past clients have noticed it thank you so yeah keep thank doing you. what you're doing man um thank you guys i'm gonna put i'm gonna put all your information in the notes but if you want to mention your website too
0: yeah it's uh com. So um, Dimitri again, saw
1: it. Sot, S-O-T, is like a, a yeah, team.
0: just a cut of my last name because it's too long, obviously. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was we're, also not at, our... we're not all as blessed as Foti, okay? Me, right. What and about like,
2: Ari? With,
1: <laughs> what about Ari?
2: Ari? Kalos.
1: Yeah, Kalos is what I go by. Like, he goes Yeah, by but Scott. that's short <laughs> for, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> we can't fine. all have famous cousins like you, Stamos.
0: Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> well,
1: This was great. This was great.
0: Yeah, thank you, guys.
1: We you you we, we say it all the time we we talk to you in many different situations. We know that our audience as a Greek American audience uh, really cares about uh you know the industry that you're in as far as djing and and weddings and you're the perfect guy to talk about it. you and from uh, I said it a thousand times, I'm not just saying it because I know him and he's a friend, but I actually had him as my DJ and it was <laughs> one of the best experiences because again, I didn't have to think twice about it. I didn't worry about it. I didn't stress about it. Whoa. I knew that everybody was going to love it. I knew the music was going to be good. I knew it was going to be professional. The whole nine yards. He, he's just—he's a good guy. He's a good DJ. He is, you know, one of our friends, and and we love him for it. And we appreciate everybody out there watching and listening. We'll have all Dimitri's information and in all the notes and the podcast and the videos. And thank you so much, Dimitri, once yeah. again. Thank, thank you, the, you guys. The, thank, of 40, course, thank guys. You. And, thank you. Uh, Yeah, we will see you guys next time. Have a great night. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.